Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Saturday, July the 4th, 2020. If you would have told me at the beginning of the year I would be in my office doing a podcast on the 4th of July, I would have told you you were absolutely crazy. But again, you could have told me a lot of shit a week ago that I wouldn't think would be happening. And here I sit... And here, all of you are listening, whatever day it is, time it is, whatever country you're in, hopefully it finds you staying safe and and, uh, staying sweaty, of course. And if you're listening to this after the 4th of July holiday, I hope it was amazing for all of you and you got to get out and do some shit you love with people you enjoy because, as we know, your life is too short not to do that. But... Here I sit today, uh, just because obviously the world is uh, not went the way it typically does here for the fact of this kind of season of life, the pandemic and all the shit that surrounds it with things going on in certain states and countries. And uh, I'm not going to rehash this too much. I wrote it in our newsletter. I shared a video today uh, to all of you guys, but most of you who are the diehard listeners know my typical 4th of July routine is uh, my wife and I usually accompanies me. I think of the the 10 or 11 years we've been together, she's been with me, I think, 9 uh, or 10 of the 11, give or take. And uh, my normal 4th of July tradition is to fly back to Minneapolis, get to see my best friend, which is it's a rarity. We, we go to this place called Maynard's for you guys, for all my Minnesota people, you know what I'm talking about, which is on over there in Excelsior on Lake Minnetonka. It's a great place. Uh, outside, right on the water, uh, I enjoy you know a couple of McGoldens, which for you guys, if you're not in the Midwest, you, you can't really get it anywhere other than, maybe it's, can you get it in Wisconsin and Iowa now? I'm not sure. But uh, Minnesota for sure, and, and that's my favorite beer. Um, maybe because I grew up there and it's the nostalgia of it, I don't know, but it's a, the Michelob golden draft light in the bottle for sure the cans just just don't taste the same uh but it's this golden elixir that i tend to just you know i I can put them down like water i could probably still at this point even though i'm not uh in you know that season of my life if you will i could probably still drink at least 20 uh for 15 easily and uh still be able to talk to you if i get to the point of 20 i might start uh doing some dumb shit but uh we fly back we stay in Minneapolis. I uh, usually had a, a couple of the hotels my wife, you know, tends to get us into and uh, stay there, do all normal things, run around Lake Calhoun, go to our place, uh, Black Coffee Waffle Bar uh, in Minneapolis, have my yearly waffle, if you will. And then uh, we get together on the 4th of July and we play in this thing called the Nopturney. And it's been going on for 25 years. And uh, I've been playing this thing since I was 15 years old. And uh, so over 20 years for me. And uh, it's basically at this point, it's just a, it's a, it's a friend family reunion, if you will. Now these guys, these 30, 35 dudes, are dudes I grew up with from elementary school. Uh, we, all of us played college sports. Most of us basketball, some football, some baseball, uh, some you know, Ironman. Some of them ran cross country and track, whatever it may be. And uh, you know, we are all once super athletic, and uh, we are not that anymore. We are old men. Who, uh, who still get together and uh, beat the shit out of each other uh, for the love of the game of basketball. And it's it's really, at this point, and it's always been this. It, 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 
it's not just about basketball. Yeah, we're competitive, and we, we kind of bullshit a little bit of it now, and towards the end of the day, we still follow the hell out of each other and, you know, almost get into fist fights because we're all just, you know, we're all killers uh, deep down, and even though I'm a shell of my former self, I still I still look great. I'm still super fit and athletic enough, but, uh, but for surely not the same uh, player as I once was, but I'll still... I'm still dumb enough to where I'm a knucklehead. I'll kill myself trying to do these things. But it's never been just about basketball. Even when even when all my life was was, you know, girls and video games and sports, it was never just about basketball for me. It was about the the people. These were guys that the younger guys, you know, some of them probably looked up to me. I looked up to some of the older dudes, but we always looked at each other as like in a peer group. We respected each other, um, and we were all friends. Uh, different levels of friends, for sure. Now, some of them. And again, we're just a bunch of knucklehead fucking criminals who just could bond over the game of basketball and rap music and just, you know, kind of how we all grew up. And uh, it was always more important to me than just the sport of it. It was being, you know, initiated or invited into this family of dudes who said, hey, you are one of us now. You're part of this family. And in fact, when people ask, hey, Jeremy, you know, what's this tattoo on your leg? The tattoo actually on my leg says KV family, and that's not Valley family, hence the not turning that I play in every 4th of the July. And if you know me, like, I don't take myself, you know, super serious, but I take my craft seriously and the gift that I have to give to other people. And what I'm driving at when I say that is I wouldn't tattoo something on my fucking body if it didn't mean a whole hell of a lot to me. And so that's how important, you know, these guys are to me and this event is and this day is to me. And it's a, it's a somber day because it's sad that I have to sit here. I mean, I'm I'm blessed and I'm fortunate. You know, I have my health. I have money. I have a beautiful wife. I have all of these great things going for me. But this by far is my favorite day of the year to spend with these guys. And I've talked about this before in other podcasts. I don't want to ramble on for 20 minutes, but it's like... You know, my birthday and Christmas and Thanksgiving and New Year's and insert any other important awesome day of your life all rolled up into one for me. This is it. Um, it's also, you know, the one time a year I get to see my old man. I see my dad about once a year. So in the past 10 years, I've seen my dad 10 times. Uh, it's the only time I get to see my grandma because she clearly doesn't fly and doesn't go anywhere. So I always, you know, make the trip to see her. I think she's like 88 years old at this point. And uh, I get to eat at, you know, my favorite pizza place. Shout out to Rocco's Pizza, which if you see it from the outside, looks like a complete ghetto shithole. But man, do they know how to make some fucking pizza. And, uh, and it's my one chance to stop by the greatest donut place in America, uh, Blado's Donuts. And it's not even debatable. Uh, there's no other, I don't care. You can send me anything. I've been all over the world. I've been to like probably a thousand donut shops and Blado's is still hands down number one. You walk in the door, they don't got any prices on anything. Nothing is labeled and you're just expected to know what to order when you're in there. It's like being, it's like a, like soup Nazi on Seinfeld. And I remember one time I sent my wife in there, uh, to order donuts and she got there and the line was like, you know, 30 people deep and she got inside and she's like, Jeremy, nothing is labeled and they don't have prices on them. I don't know what to do. And I like, just pick the, pick the most popular ones. And I sent her a list like the chocolate cake, the maple long johns. Uh, if you guys are from the area, you know what I'm talking about when I say that. And you get a, you get a, uh, like a dozen donuts and it's like eight bucks. So it's crazy. It's like crazy here. A dozen donuts is like $30. But uh, it's the best by far. And, and all I'm trying to get at by sharing this is that 
those are memories and life and this whole you know kind of pandemic shit and everything going on kind of fucked that up for me so it uh it admittedly sucks uh i'm sitting here you know alone in my warehouse office and i've been working uh since you know i took my dog for a walk this morning so i've probably been here since 7 a.m this morning just working away and again very fortunate and blessed to be able to do that this is a luxury problem for sure uh because there are people who are sick right now and dying and i would never want to downplay that but man on a personal note this does suck for me to be having you know to be here as opposed to being there because like i said on the video today we dropped i uh there's about two days a year I don't do a ton of work. And even on my birthday, I usually wake up and do a decent amount of work for a couple hours. But the 4th of July is probably the one day I don't really do anything other than return a couple emails quick, uh, put out any fires, and then just uh, post a, a photo or some videos on social. Uh, it's the one day a year I really just kind of take to myself to enjoy my friends and family. And I'm truly present and I'm truly mindful uh, in that day because I know how precious they are and I know how few and far between they come and again like I said we're all getting older and at some point it'll be like just a you know a whiskey drinking tournament or something uh because man we'll be too old to run around on concrete and and beat the shit out of each other but I miss it man I really do and I've never taken it for granted uh and I never will and I understand being you know the age I am uh, having that still go on is is such a rarity. Even in college, when I would talk with uh, my college uh, basketball teammates, and hey, we we play this tournament, and they were just in disbelief that we could still do this. And the fact that it's still going on now is just uh, it's unbelievable. And I miss those guys. And so all my NOP homies, if you're listening, I uh, love you guys. I appreciate you. Hope you're doing well with your uh, with your families on this holiday. And uh, I hope to, to see you guys soon. I've been sending some texts to some of them today already. And, and that's a takeaway for you all who maybe can't be with your friends and family right now uh, like you normally are, you know, enjoying brats and beer and uh, and doing and setting off crazy fireworks and shit. Uh, send them a text. Shoot them a video. Send an old photo just to reminisce and remember uh, you know, and, and hopefully in a couple of months you guys can get back together here and hopefully we can all move past this sooner or later because, man, I am surely fucking tired of it, uh, just like I know all of you are as well. And, again, I'm, I've been doing my part, and, and hopefully it it helps and hopefully it matters because uh, I've had more fun in, in all aspects of life, running a business for sure and uh, in my personal life. But I'm here for you guys, and so I did want to drop – this podcast today because it's a little bit uh, on the lighter side and it's something that's fun. But before I I jump into uh, the episode today, which if you read the title, you guys already know where I'm going with it. I do want to leave this note. Just be nicer to people. Just be more considerate. Slow down. Take a breath and, and try to understand the position of other people because right now, it just the longer this goes on, the more polarizing it gets, and I see a lot of people, you know, just a lot of shaming, you know, going on today. Uh, apparently, you know, those people who are, you know, pro stay at home, pro mask all the time, everywhere you go, and then there's the people who are pro, you know, go out and support restaurants and and, and patronize places that you can. You know, there's people who think that if you leave the house, you're putting the whole country at risk and you're only thinking of yourself and you're obsessed with, you know, going to a restaurant, you're obsessed with having a drink somewhere. And look, man, uh, 
people have different priorities in life. They also have different levels of like, you know, risk aversion. Um, and just because you think somebody is, is doing something stupid or silly or selfish, you know, you don't have to have such a harsh objective opinion about it. Most people um, have freedom of choice and uh, they also understand they have a level of personal responsibility and that's an amazing thing it's part of you know being an american and i don't know why we have to shame harder and harder and harder you know some people want to do certain things and some people want to do others and that's fine and if you choose to you know stay home and not leave your house for the next six months and just be there and that's fine i respect that choice but some of us have to go out and work and some of us have to go out and actually interact and do things and, uh, you know, provide for their families and take care of themselves. And so my whole point of that quick little rant is just be nicer to people, man. People are probably under a lot of stress right now. Uh, they're a lot of under emotional stress. Some of them, it's physical stress. Uh, you know, it's they have financial decisions they're making. There's certain there's so many factors. Everything is not just left or right. It's not just uh, cut and dry. It isn't just black and white. There's a lot of gray area with all of this stuff and we have to make our own decisions. And again, I understand like we all have our own individual, you know, responsibility and what we're comfortable with doing. And obviously while respecting the rights of everybody else that we live with, I do I think you should go out into a group of 800 people and lick toilet seats and take fucking body shots off random strangers from Tinder? No, I don't think you should do that. But I also don't think you should stay in your house and not touch anything or go anywhere or do anything for the next six months either. Because I think both of them are going to have drastic effects on your mental health and your physical health both ways. And so that's what I'm saying. I think there's some area there in between. Like, I am going to go to the grocery store today. That is just something I have to do. Now, I'll abide by all the rules and do all the things that they say they have to do. But I'm not going to sit and live in fear um, of something for the next, you know, three months or six months or whatever the fuck timetable it is, because I'm like, fear can cripple you, man, just as bad as almost anything else. So again, be safe, you guys. Stay sweaty and make the smartest choices you need to, and you know, do the things you need to do uh, in the safest, most uh, efficient way possible. So during this holiday weekend, because I know, man, some people are going to be getting rowdy and doing some crazy shit. So. uh just make your choices wisely. Uh, and again, uh, eat real food, exercise, uh, take athletic greens, uh, vitamin C, zinc, uh, vitamin D3, get good sleep, and uh, just don't be an idiot, and you guys should be all right. So with that said, we are jumping into an episode I want to touch on since it's lighter than all the shit I just dropped and all the things going on in the world today. We are talking the 10 best TV series of all time, or I guess the 10 best, you know, shows of all time, if you will. And I'm going to go series here because this is a tough one to navigate. Now, these are just my top 10, if you will. Do I have 10? Let me just check here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. I got 10, but I got a couple of side notes there to go with it. Now, this is just my personal opinion on the t my 10 favorite shows of all time. And I'm talking series when I talk shows here because there's a lot of great shows that had one or two good seasons, but the series started to suck down the line. And that's what I'm talking about here. And I'll mention some of the ones like from my childhood uh, you know, that I enjoyed 
uh, as a kid that are, you know, maybe nostalgic to me uh, that I think are great. But I'm going to go my top 10 favorite if these are the only 10 I could watch for the full series, not just like for an individual season. And you'll hear where I'm going with this. And a lot of you uh, replied on Instagram and share with me your favorites, which is always fun to see. A lot of you share the same sentiments as myself. Maybe that's why uh, you watch and consume my content because, you know, great minds think alike, right? But the first one. Uh, if I'm talking top 10, again, I'm not going to go in any order. I'm not saying this is number 10 and, and the last one I, I drop is is number one. But I do think Sopranos is one of the top 10 greatest shows of all time. Uh, if you guys have never seen Sopranos, please go out and do that. I think you can still get it now like an HBO or HBO Demand maybe or HBO and Go. I'm not sure what their platform is. I'm old school. So I have uh, all the DVDs of Sopranos because I, I didn't watch it in real time because I grew up broke as hell and I never could afford HBO uh, as a kid. But in college, I don't know what happened at her house. Maybe it was like they were doing a promo where you got like a, a whole summer of like HBO for free. Because I remember at her house, uh, my roommate ID actually my roommate uh, Donchi built him a bedroom in the basement of our house. So his bedroom was down there and we put a TV kind of in like this living area. Our, our house is just like our college house, is just this party house where it was like we had a, a, a bud, a diesel uh, keg fridge in our kitchen. Cause that was the only beer that uh, Donchi would drink and he was the only one who had money to buy it. So he would put that in there and that's basically what we drank. And we'd have these house parties and our kitchen would be like, the floor is like a, what that like white, you know, kind of linoleum shit. And by the time we wake up in the morning, it would be just completely black from having like 70 people just walk through our house. And it just was a, a complete disaster, but we'd have people partying upstairs, downstairs, and, uh, we would just do a lot of really stupid things. Anyways, I would watch, I believe it was, was it Sundays? I think it was Sunday evenings. I would watch the Sopranos, uh, for a summer, uh, on the TV downstairs in the basement. And I remember just like, I've always loved like the mafia, kind of the mob stuff. I was just always interested in it. You know, like, uh, if you're talking like, you know, Bugsy Siegel, if you're talking Al Capone, uh, I just really, it intrigued me always like that kind of way of life. And maybe it was kind of the family aspect of it, or like this kind of the, you know, this loyalty aspect of it, like the Donnie Brasco stuff. Like I was just always really into it. So uh, I remember when I first saw Sopranos, I'm like, this show is just fucking awesome. And just, there's so many characters, so many layers. And you're talking like, I mean, the acting, I mean, James Gandolfini, man, is Tony Soprano, just like, dude, is just a legend. And so I think Sopranos is, is easily in my top 10. And I remember I finished the series. I actually got my wisdom teeth out. Uh, probably was my, my first or second year in college. And man, I got like three of them. One of them was pulled out. Three of them were cut out. And I remember just being just fucked up. Uh, I had to take drugs because I was just like in so much pain. It was miserable. And just like laying on the couch in my dad's uh, basement. And uh, my sister had rented me uh, the Sopranos series, and I got to finish the Sopranos. So, like half high on uh, a medication uh, for my wisdom teeth, watching Sopranos was uh, it will always be a great memory. Man, just what a, what an amazing show! And I think they ended it probably the best way they could because there's really no you know perfect way to go about it. But uh, and that's the problem too with a lot of the the shows they they get bad. 
the longer they go on. Like after most shows, like after three or four seasons, they just get terrible or they get really weird or they're reaching. And I just find it's like people lose interest in it or I lose interest in it or they change writers or something happens. And uh, Sopranos never did that. It, it was amazing all the way until the very, very end. And so Sopranos definitely in my, uh, in my top 10. Next on the list, Sons of Anarchy. And now... I love Sons. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of my old man and uh, kind of the friends he had growing up. And if you guys aren't familiar, Sons was a FX series. I don't know how many seasons Son had, like seven, eight, nine. It was a lot. It was a lot of seasons for sure. And uh, it reminds me of my old man because my old man, where you know, he has Harley tattoos on his arms, you know, full leather jacket, uh, full vest. Like he's just and his friends growing up. A lot of other Harley dudes would come over with their bikes, you know, and again, kind of the stereotypical, you know, biker dudes, uh, some of them longer hair with the beards and all the, the tattoos, and they're just kind of really into the life. My dad actually, uh, you know, has been to Sturgis. You know, he's a real he's a real biker dude, and I, my dad never traveled a lot uh, as a kid, at least that I can remember, but I remember one of the trips, like, he actually... Uh, took his Harley, rode his bike all the way out to Colorado because we got the photos. And I remember like, you know, he was so tan, like it looked like he'd aged 10 years just from the bike ride itself. And then going to Sturgis, we'd have like Easy Rider magazines at our house and videos. If you guys are uh, into motorcycles, you probably know where I'm talking about here. Uh, and he always had a Harley uh, my entire life. He had a couple of them. He still has one to this day. And uh, so maybe that's why I love Sun so much, but it's kind of that same mentality of Sopranos. Like they're they're, they're a biker gang, you know, I guess similar to like, you know, the, the, the Mongols or Hell's Angels, if you guys are familiar, but uh, just a great, great show. I think Charlie Hunan is the the main character, and then the dude uh, from Hellboy uh, is in it. Uh, I forget her name, Peggy Bundy, uh, it plays the mom in the show, and then uh, Tara, uh, the woman, she's actually in Billions as well. I, don't, I forget actors' names, but Sons of Anarchy is an amazing show. If you've never seen it, I highly suggest it. It's not just about like, you know, riding motorcycles. It, uh, it there's a lot of layers to it. There's a lot of characters. It's the only show that I watched in almost real time. So most of these shows, you guys, I binge watched these, but Sons was on every Tuesday night, and they would play two episodes. And so because of how our business was set up, at least back then. Every Tuesday night, I would work these Tuesday evening groups, and then I would get home, and I would never make it in time for the first episode, but they'd always do an encore episode, so they'd play the same episode back-to-back. And so I could always catch the second episode, and I'd stay up way too late and then be tired as shit for work on Wednesday, but it was so worth it, and it was so addicting, you just like couldn't turn it off. It's like a cliffhanger, and if, if I could binge it now, like if you guys are at a place where it's like, you can't really go out because you're kind of like, you know, locked up or you're scared to do things or like your state has everything closed and, you know, you can't really leave the house. And uh, it would be a great, uh, great show to, to binge and to watch uh, right now. So I can't say enough good things about it. Next on my list, Friday Night Lights, which for my wife would easily make her top 10. If you guys have never seen Friday Night Lights, it's an amazing show. If you were like, right now listening to me and you're like high school uh college age man nothing better uh taylor kitsch who uh 
if you watch the Waco series, he's uh, he actually plays David Koresh in there, but he's Tim Riggins in Friday Night Lights. And man, I don't know if you, you I don't know if if a prime Tim Riggins you're gonna you're gonna see a more beautiful human. You know, Brad Pitt from Troy is probably gonna you know rival that, or like uh, Paul Walker from like Deep Blue, I think it's called. Uh, but man, Tim Riggins is a good looking dude. Uh, my wife will tell you for sure. It's annoying enough to hear, but, uh, every person on the show is just a beautiful human, but it is great. Uh, it's a great show. If you like football, if you like sports, if you like kind of that drama, uh, type stuff, it is a, it's a good watch, man, for sure. I enjoy it. Uh, and again, it, it, it's pretty good all the way throughout, uh, especially the early seasons are completely amazing and they do a pretty good job of, of rounding it out. So Friday Night Lights definitely makes my list. Next one, Breaking Bad. Uh, I don't know if there's a human on the planet who has never seen Breaking Bad yet, but uh, I love it. Uh, Walter White, I think, is one of the all-time greatest characters. He's right up there with like a Tony Soprano from Sopranos. But man, Walter White, dude, I don't know what else you can say about it. it uh, it's When I first found Breaking Bad, I was living in my old bachelor pad condo. Heather had moved in with me at the time and we didn't watch it in real time I remember it finally came on to Netflix and I binged like the first three episodes on like a Thursday night for some reason because I just couldn't turn it off that's how good episode one two and three were and I remember I stayed up to like probably two or three in the morning and I had to be at work the next day by five needless to say it was not uh it's not a great performance by me that day sorry anybody who attended uh our, our group fitness uh, about seven or eight years ago but man Breaking Bad is just it's a great show uh, all the way around if you're talking like you like the drama uh, and again the acting is just uh, epic for sure uh, it's quite the performance so if you have not seen Breaking Bad I for surely would uh, urge you guys to to check it out it's well worth a binge and to watch it and that's why people ask me you know do I have I seen this show and this show and this show I haven't seen a ton of new shows for the simple fact of, A, I'm way busier now than I was uh, years ago when I got turned on to these uh, particular shows. But two, if I find something that's good and it keeps my attention and it's like this cliffhanger thing, I find myself not being able to turn my brain off and then I want to stay up later and later and later and then my body gets run down, I feel like shit, my workouts suck, I'm I'm not as productive at work. So I tend not to, to get into new things or if I do... I only watch them on the weekends where I can, uh, you know, have a little bit more free time to kind of get into the binge cycle, if you will. But Breaking Bad definitely is 100% binge worthy. Next on the list, we'll go old school here. Seinfeld, for sure. Now, don't crush my wife when I say this, but my wife won't watch Seinfeld because she says, and I quote, it's too old looking. Uh, meaning like, I don't know if it's, if she means the filming or the people's outfits or whatever. My wife tends to like the shows where they're all beautiful humans. Like she enjoys vampire diaries because they're all beautiful. She likes Friday night lights because they're all beautiful. Uh, she tends to fall into those type of, uh, of shows tend to be more her jam. Although of the ones I've mentioned, uh, she did watch breaking bad with me because it is that obviously badass, but 
Seinfeld, uh, I grew up on, like, you know, the reruns of them. I don't know if it was, like, on Fox. So, like, you'd come home, like, after school or after basketball practice, and they'd be on. Uh, my mom is obviously a fan of Seinfeld, too. Basically, every human is, I think, uh, loves Seinfeld. It's the show about nothing. But if you're talking epic characters, I mean, Jerry is obviously great. Elaine's great. Uh, George Costanza, man. Legend. Uh, Costanza. Just, and there's so many great lines in it. Obviously, Newman's dope. Uh, Kramer is, uh, you know, all-time epic. Uh, it's just a, I don't know, it, it's one of those shows where you can turn it on and it doesn't matter what season it is or what episode it is, and, and you can just watch it any time. Like, if any time, if I ever get home and it was, like, on somehow, I would just sit and let it run. You can, It's one of those shows you can play as, like, background noise. You can get a good laugh out of it, or you can just let it run and, and just let it be on and just have something to, to be in the background of living. And so Seinfeld, for sure... One of the, easily one of the greatest shows of all time. Uh, if you're talking like comedies, easily you know probably I don't know top three four comedies of all time, depending on you know what your flavor is. And for a lot of people, it's their all time favorite show. So Seinfeld definitely makes the cut for me. Next on the list, let's say I'm an X Files fan. Uh, I really am. I know a lot of people. It's probably like a dark horse pick. But uh, I kind of like that stuff. There's certain space stuff I don't think is is cool, like when it's too fake and like too weird. But uh, I always thought X Files was kind of dope because, for one, uh, I mean David Duchovny, bro, he's a pimp, and uh, I think they do a great job with it, making it like just serious. And again, I watched this. And again, a lot of these are nostalgic for me, you guys. I watched it as a kid. You know, the music comes on. I had a TV in my bedroom. It's just scary enough. Like, when I was a kid, like, on, what was it, Nickelodeon would do, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark? If you guys who are in my kind of same age bracket. And I liked it because it was kind of, like, scary-ish, kind of like in that Goosebumps kind of era. But uh, X-Files was, like, the next level up. So it's, like, kind of realistic, but kind of not. And I think I'd be naive to believe that we are the only intelligent life form in the galaxy or in the universe, right? Like... I don't know what else is out there, but no offense, especially the way we've been acting the last like year, we can't be the smartest fucking people, right? Like if that like we're the smartest people, all the dumb shit we've been saying and doing to each other, like we are the smartest of the smart on this planet, I guess so, but I can't believe that of the world. So I do have to believe there's other intelligent life out there. And so X-Files kind of played into that narrative for me, and I kind of like that, you know, wondering what else is out there, that kind of space-age stuff. I do like those kind of movies, like Interstellar. I always thought it was a super dope movie. Uh, Martian, I thought it was a super dope movie. I do like the kind of Prometheus-type stuff, like where it's, you're not really sure. Like, yeah, it's unrealistic, but is it? Like, where there's a little self-questioning. So I always thought X-Files was super dope, and the show ran for like a trillion years and uh, I always enjoyed it. So X-Files makes it for me, even though for a lot of people they're like, eh, Jeremy, you're crazy. Well, I am crazy, so I'm willing to admit it. Next on the list, The Office. Now, this is probably, if I had a pick, it's probably my favorite series of all time. Just for the fact that if you're talking numbers, it's easily the, the most watched show I've ever seen. I have watched every season of The Office probably at least 10 times, uh, if not more. The earlier seasons, for sure. 
sometimes as it gets on later, there might be certain episodes I skip because I'm like, I, I basically know what they're going to say at this point. But the office is iconic and it's epic. When I look around my own office right now, I actually have the same office sign on my front door uh, as the office does. If you guys are watching me on YouTube right now, you can see these two uh, little action type figures. And I actually have, if you're watching on YouTube, this Dwight Schrute uh, exact bobblehead that Angela bought him. And then my young kid Jacob here actually got me a Dundee uh, as a Christmas gift. So I have a Dundee behind me here as well as like this Dwight Schrute poster. We got a lot of office uh, shit up in here. It's just a great show. Uh, I don't think it could fly today because it is highly inappropriate, both in terms of like the racial lines they cross and like the sexual innuendos uh, and divide they create. But man, it is highly inappropriate. And that's, it's comedy. I get people get so, oh, it's so this. It's comedy. It's supposed to be wrong. It's supposed to be raunchy. It's supposed to be inappropriate. That's what they're doing. It's not meant to hurt people's feelings. It's meant for us to have a fucking laugh and like understand you're laughing at how absurd it is and so the office for me is probably the most watched series i've ever seen and uh it's the thing i turn on before i go to sleep probably five out of seven days a week and the reason i do is because i know everything that's going to happen and it puts me in, in a good mood it puts me in light spirits i don't this comes down to mental health too I don't like to watch stuff that's depressing or sad or that's going to make me feel shitty. I just can't. Now, there's certain times I can watch things, I can get into it, uh, but especially the last, honestly, probably four months during this whole season of life where there's been so much, you know, uh, you know, the health hardship, the economic hardship, and then obviously like with, you know, the riots and these things, it's just, it, it makes you feel a certain way. And I don't want to play into that. So I'm not going to watch like some, you know, tear jerking, depressing, sad ass shit. I just don't want to be around that or see that. And so I tend to watch things that put my brain at ease, that don't stress me out, that, you know, give me a chuckle or a laugh and that put me in a good mood. I, I think I, I've talked about this before in the podcast many times. You are what you consume on every level. So if you're consuming negative, sad shit, I think you're going to feel that way if you're con if you're consuming like the and I use the news as an example. The news is a, f a fucking fear-mongering panic porn bullshit. I believe that. Like there's a lot of places you can get information. I don't believe most news sources are that anymore. I really don't. It's called programming for a reason. They're programming you to be fearful and to be scared and for you to pick a side and just go with it. And a lot of times they're reporting shit that's not even fucking true and then they'll do a retraction eight days later that doesn't get any mention. And they're just going to throw up these headlines to make you feel a certain way and elicit a certain thing to get clicks and to make money and that's bullshit. That's not what the news should be. I think 50 years ago, sure. It was probably way better than it is today. Now, I got a hard time believing anything. Man, I pick the sources I pick, and that's how I roll with it. But the point I'm driving at is if you fill your head with that stuff all day, you're going to feel a certain way. It's going to cripple you. And fear is one of the worst things in the world to have in your heart and in your body and in your soul every day because it puts you in a terrible mind state, and it breeds sickness, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual sickness. I believe that. So if you want to cure it, Turn the office on. It will do the exact opposite for you and it'll put you in a great fucking headspace. So that is why The Office is one of my uh, favorite shows. And because the characters, man. Just just across the board, man. Just it, 
it's a great show, and hopefully it gets the, the credit it deserves, you know, now and, and for many years to come. Next on the list, Dexter. Uh, if you guys have never seen Dexter, I highly, highly recommend you binge it and get into it. And we were on a text with uh, my buddy uh, Ryan, Mr. Late Night, and uh, my homie Dave Drees. And we all used to live together when we first moved here, when we were just young, broke, and uh, even dumber than we are now. And we all lived on the same, in the same Ryan's uh, townhouse here, over on Bell in the 51, over on the Greenway Square in the ghetto. Uh, but I didn't know it was the ghetto until like the third day here. They were like, three people were shot across the street. And I'm like, oh shit, maybe this is not as nice as I thought it was. I always thought it was nice. I had a pool. I had my own bedroom. It was great. But obviously when you grow up, uh, you know, I didn't grow up in Malibu. I didn't grow up in Scottsdale. So clearly I was confused at what it, what was nice and what wasn't nice. But I always thought it was nice. Uh, lived, the community was called Dream Creek. And so I pulled, I remember I pulled in at like midnight, you know, 11 years ago, like in August. I'm like, this place looks awesome. It was 200 degrees. But I always thought it was amazing. Anyway, we all lived together. And, uh, Shortly before that, my mom had actually sent me uh, the first season of Dexter because she had found it. And I've told the story many times. She said, oh, here's the show Dexter. You should watch it. I think you really love it. He reminds me of you. He is an antisocial serial killer. Uh, And that's what my mom said reminded him. He reminded him of me. And so, thanks, Mom. Uh, Love you, too. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, in all seriousness, it's an amazing show, dude. From Dexter, uh, you know, uh, to Dokes, uh, to Miguel Prado. It's just, he is a serial killer, but like in the best way possible. I don't know if that makes sense. Like he only kills people that really deserve it. So if you're into that, and they're just, it's just so comical uh, too at certain points because he's so socially awkward and he has these internal conversations in his head, which admittedly, uh, to my mom's credit, I have those uh, exactly the way he does. And I feel exactly the way he does in a lot of scenarios of life. So I think because she knows me, uh, that's why she would send that. But it is an amazing show. And uh, I would urge anybody to watch it. It's easily easily in my top 10. So if you guys have never seen Dexter, uh, check it out, man. It's a great way to pass the time. Yeah, it, there is murder in it, but not like in the sad way that you think it's going to be at least uh, at least early on in the show. Obviously, as every show develops, I think you know people get the characters develop, the drama develops, the relationships develop, and you you create some kind of emotional attachment to them. I think that we do as humans, we humanize everybody, and that's why we cry during movies or TV shows, or or our hearts race, or we feel a certain way and we get pissed off. But uh, definitely worth it for sure. Next on the list, uh, I'll go Parks and Recs which is kind of in the same category uh, as The Office for me. It's a show that I, I do watch you know, before I go to sleep sometimes. Uh, it's uh, sim- filmed a similar way, same kind of premise, but uh, it's great, dude. Ron Swanson has got to be one of the greatest characters of all time. Tom Haverford, same way. Uh, if you guys are uh, into, into comedy uh, and into having fun, Chris Pratt, you know, before, quote-unquote, he's really Chris Pratt. Uh, as Andy, and then he becomes Johnny Karate. Just it's a great show. Just again, if you want something that puts you in a good mood uh, and get a good inappropriate laugh, the first couple episodes are slow, but 
But as they get into it, man, it, it gets comical and inappropriate all at the same time. And it's well, well worth the watch. So I would highly suggest Parks and Recs to all of you guys. Oh, and Parks and Recs, John Paul Ralphio. Probably one of the most underrated characters of all time. Like, just highly inappropriate and over the top. And, man, we actually have a John Ralphio uh, Saperstein poster. Uh, and it has the words, the worst, on it in our office right now. So... That's how much that show. And even behind me, if you guys are watching on YouTube, you can see this Tom Haverford Treat Yourself uh, poster as well. So check out Parks and Recs. I recommend it. And then the last one on my list of, of top 10 series. And again, then I'll go into kind of the, you know, didn't make the list but are still amazing and I would check out would be uh, The Chappelle Show. And uh, I know it's a little bit different of a show, but... Dave Chappelle put out a show. It was called The Chappelle Show, obviously. And uh, there were these kind of like similar to how like In Living Color would do back in the day. Like these, they're these comedy bits uh, that he dives into a lot of a serious topics and, and has a lot of fun with them as well. And I do think Dave Chappelle is a genius, man. Like if you want to ask me like, you know, greatest comedians of all time, you know, and obviously I, I'm not an expert. I'm just a dude who, who loves comedy and loves to watch it. But obviously Richard Pryor, you know, is an icon. Uh, Eddie Murphy, if you're talking raw, iconic. But Dave Chappelle, dude, I, is my personal favorite. I think Dave Chappelle is an absolute fucking genius, man. I really think I do. I think he's he's always been ahead of his time. Uh, the stuff he creates, it's hilarious. It's thoughtful. He is one of the smartest people I've heard speak uh, on multiple things. He's, uh, he's just amazing, man. And Chappelle show... I remember watching the first episode um, of Chappelle's show in college, and it was like, we're in our living room, it's me, Donchi, Dre, and Dean, we're watching it, and I think the very first episode, he plays like Clayton Bigsby, and uh, uh, unbelievable, and he's, we're, just, we're crying, laughing of how inappropriate you know the entire show is, and how he's pushing the envelope, and pushing buttons, and, and the way he tackles... Uh, certain concepts it's just uh he's the best man like Dave Chappelle he's a goat dude so I think Chappelle's show for me rounds out you know uh, part of my top 10 now there's a lot of you guys right now listening going Jeremy what the hell you didn't mention XYZ let me say this before I go forward I'm gonna list a bunch of other shows I think are great and awesome but I didn't put them in my top 10 series because I don't think they're the best series of all time these are the top series I think from start to finish that that started strong and ended strong in my opinion, again, most of you watch way more TV than I've ever seen. So I'm, I'm just going with what I've seen and watched. Now, I have to note, I've never seen Game of Thrones. And a lot of you guys are going to message me and roast me and destroy me and say, oh my God, how can you have never seen Game of Thrones? Well, I don't have HBO for one. I never took the time to get into it. And I've been way busier the last five to seven years than I was the, the five to seven years prior to that. But if you guys message me and tell me Game of Thrones is the shit and it's the greatest show of all time, I will make the conscious choice to download season one and get into it and I'll start watching it from there. So I have to say my top 10 is my top 10, but I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. If I watch the whole thing, maybe that would change my mind and I'll get into it because I know a lot of people do love it. On that note, True Detective season one is easily one of the greatest seasons I have ever seen and one of the greatest shows of all time. Easily it's a top 10. True Detective after season one sucks. 
It's weird. It's terrible because they changed the whole premise of the show. And I know that's what they were trying to do, but it's awful after that. That second season is garbage. I couldn't even watch the whole thing. I watched like two episodes. I'm like, Heather, this sucks. But that True Detective season one with Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson is easily one of the best things I've ever watched in my entire life. I was at, and this is how awesome this was. I was in Chicago at a uh, Tony Robbins. Uh, was it you do Unleash the Power Within, where you walk on fire and you do the whole conference? I got gifted a, a, amazing tickets from a doctor friend of ours, so I had to go. The tickets were like five thousand bucks a piece. I would never pay that to see Tony Robbins. I would never pay that to see anybody. I wouldn't pay five thousand dollars to have dinner with Michael Jordan. And I think Michael Jordan is the fucking shit. So I had this ticket to go to Tony Robbins. These amazing tickets. So I flew to Chicago. I was there in my like nothing else. And again, it, it was a, it's a cool learning experience. It's weird. If you're listening, would, would I pay the money to go see Tony Robbins? Absolutely not. Uh, that's just me. I'm not nothing against him. I think he's an amazing person, but I would not pay the money to go sit there. It's That's ridiculous. But since it was free, I did it. Uh, I got... A lot of good takeaways. Met some cool people. Anyways, my point is, is sometimes at this Tony Robbins thing, you're there till like two in the morning. And one of the days I left early, I left at like I think ten o'clock at night because I was there from like I was there from like I think it was like ten a.m. till ten p.m. I'm like, this is enough. You've taught me enough. And uh, I remember I got back to the hotel room and I started watching True Detective without my wife. And side note, I never watch shows without her. I always stick with her and I stick on schedule so we can watch the shows together and have the same experience. My wife, on the other hand, is the absolute worst. If I watch a show and I'm gone for like a day or two, she'll watch like eight episodes and not tell me and then say, oh, I'll rewatch them with you and then be on her phone the whole time. I hate that shit. One of my pet peeves. Heather, stop doing that. I love you, but it's a terrible, terrible habit you have. You need to break it. Otherwise, we're going to have some issues. Anyways, uh, I remember being at this Tony Robbins conference, and I stayed up till like five in the morning watching every episode of that season one True Detective because it was so I just couldn't turn it off. I was so addicted. It's like it's one of the greatest things you'll ever watch, and so I, I would urge you guys to do that. Matthew Woody is great in it, but Matthew McConaughey, my God, bro! Like, not only does it, not only do I want to hang out with him and have a beer with him because he seems like one of the coolest fucking dudes ever, but the work he did in that show is just it's amazing it's epic it's uh one of the greatest things i've ever watched he, he does a great great job and so true detective season one only i would urge you guys to check out next on my list yellowstone and i love yellowstone uh oh, dude it's uh it's on right now it's on paramount network you can probably catch up i think is it season three right now i think season three is going on right now uh comes on on sunday nights but you can buy the first two seasons on paramount uh, Kevin Costner is the main actor, but there's, oh, dude, the whole the whole cast is fire, and uh, I didn't put it on my top ten for the fact of the series is not over yet, so I don't know how it will end, but it is well worth the watch, and I, I've yet to uh, I've yet to turn anybody onto Yellowstone who tells me it sucks. In fact, it's played into my whole. If I could like have that, like have his 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 log it's called a log cabin it's like a log cabin mansion he's got like 200,000 acres in Montana I would I would sell this business and I would take it in a heartbeat unfortunately I don't think this business in my life will buy me 200,000 acres of property in Montana right now but uh uh it's a it's a great show it, it really is it reminds me some stuff of of growing up and just some stuff of like you know just 
of life in general. I just think uh, it's a great uh, it's a great show. So Yellowstone is on there. Also, Westworld. I haven't seen every season so far, but Westworld. If you guys want to get into it on HBO, Westworld is amazing. Anthony Hopkins. Uh, he does a great job. You got to really pay attention. So you you got to really be all in it. So you can't be like super high or super drunk. You kind of have to just be focused. If you watch it high, I'm sure it's going to be it's going to take you down a really deep path. But uh, Westworld is a, is a great show. I'll leave it at that. If you want to believe in like what the world could look like, or if or if you believe in like artificial intelligence at a high level already, if you're in if you listen to Elon Musk when he talks about Neuralink and stuff. Uh, Westworld will, will, will trip your brain out for sure. It's a, it's a great show. Also, Billions. Uh, Billions is still going on, so again, it can't make the list. Uh, I haven't seen the, the recent episodes. The, the first couple seasons of Billions is amazing. If you guys are into... Uh, it's just a great drama it, it, and about people. Uh, they play the roles very, very well. Bobby Axelrod on down. Uh, Wags. Uh, it's a good... It's a good watch. If you're if you're into stock market, if you're into trading at all, that'll entice you even more. But just to see how, and I do think some parts of it are true, uh, and they take them from real people. When you see how billionaires move and the power they have and the power that money has and what people can do to manipulate companies in the market, it's uh it's eye opening for sure. And I do believe a lot of that type of stuff uh, does go on in the real world. Uh, you know. For better, for worse. Also, Ozarks, which again, Ozarks is not done yet. But Jason Bateman, man, dude, he put that show together and it is just unbelievable. Ozarks reminds me of like a Breaking Bad-ish type feel. If you're into Breaking Bad, I don't see how you don't love Ozarks for sure. And the cool thing is, is that the women on Ozarks are the most badasses on the show. Like, I'm more scared of the women on the show than any dude, for sure. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, Ozarks is definitely worth a watch. It's on Netflix right now. Uh, the new season just finished, like, during, obviously, quarantine. And so my wife and I, I think we stretched it out for four days. We watched the whole season in four days. If you're really addicted, you probably watch it in a day or two at the most. But uh, I stretched out to at least four days because I wanted to have something to, to look forward to. Uh, also, uh, Mine Hunters. If you guys have not seen Mine Hunters on Netflix, I, they stopped production. I don't know why or how, but if you're into kind of that serial killer, basically the two guys, they are they're the ones who coined the term serial killer. So they go around, they start interviewing and, and asking, uh, you know, these guys. They didn't even know what the term was, and then they, they figure out they call them serial killers, and they're learning their traits, and they're going, you know, to Ted Bundy. Uh, right, and then Manson, I think, and they're they're going down the the list, I believe. Uh, it's a great show if you're if you're into that. Next one, if we're talking series, like I don't know if this is a series or not, but that Chicago Bulls Last Dance, it's like a mini series. If you even if you don't love basketball and you just want to like learn about the life of, of pro athletes and like what it was like for Michael Jordan, you know, and see why he's the greatest of all time and why he is the alpha of alpha males while he is the terminator he's the killer of killers i would recommend last dance and then just my personal take um as a kid growing up just shows i would watch like series like obviously i grew up on you know 90210 obviously uh if you guys you know in my age bracket the oc i always thought was great but it ended like shit one tree hill 
I always thought was awesome, but again, it, it starts to get weird and it ended bad. Uh, Family Matters, uh, The Wonder Years, those types of shows I watched as a kid uh, growing up, I always thought were super dope. But again, those are just like more nostalgic things that you know we grew up on and watched. And again, Say by the Bell obviously falls into that category. Uh, I think you know we all know Zach Morris and AC Slater and, and the whole crew. Uh, but that's the shit I would watch when I come home from school. You know, you come home from school or from sports, you have your snack and you turn on Say by the Bell. And then if it's like on Saturday, you're watching like earlier TGI Fridays, whether that's like, you know, Boy Meets World or that is Family Matters. Uh, you know, obviously everybody knows Steve Urkel is the iconic figure he always was. Or, you know, like I said, Wonder Years. Like all those are like those epic, iconic shows like we all grew up on. Well, there's the Nickelodeon ones. We had like uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark, uh, Hey Dude, Doug, Clarissa Explains It All. I'm dating myself right now, so if you guys are in my age bracket, you know what I'm talking about. Everybody else is like, what the hell is he saying? Uh, but those are all shows that I grew up on as a kid. I wouldn't necessarily put them like in my top ten, but uh, I always thought they were dope uh, and enjoyed them. Just like, you know, we could do top ten cartoons too. You know, if you're talking like G.I. Joes and He-Man and uh, Thundercats and uh, Ninja Turtles and all those uh, types of things, but... Those will be my top 10 shows of all time and a bunch of other binge-worthy ones I would urge you guys to get into. Again, there's so many amazing uh, productions going on right now. There's no way I could possibly ever keep up. But just want to drop them to you guys because I think a lot of us you know, think alike. And if not, hopefully I turned you on to something that uh, stimulated your brain and, uh, and put you in a, a good mood. And then when I make these random weird references throughout the the podcast episodes we can all relate together and also I just want to touch on something that was a little bit more fun and a little bit uh you know light-hearted during this time because obviously we're all you know just uh you know stuck in a weird kind of space and uh I find if you're watching mainstream tv and mainstream media they're going to keep talking about and begging on the same shit and, and sharing the same headlines and the same information and there's no fucking point to watch it and, and listen to it because it's like what is it going to change man you know I even went as far as deleting like the news app from my phone so like if you have an iphone right and you're on your home screen, if you slide your thumb over to the left, it would, like, show, like, the news updates from, like, you know, uh, whether it's CNN or, like, you know, the New York Post or the Daily Post, wherever the hell they are. And uh, I just deleted all that stuff because I was just tired of seeing it because I'm like, what's the point, man? Like, if something is super important, like the other day, happens in my local community, somebody's going to tell me. If something's going on, it's going to be on whatever social media channel or someone will message me or tell me. I don't need to have it bombarded by 19 different platforms and 19 different places to tell me the same thing over and over and over again. And I'd urge you guys all the same thing. If you can just clear your mind from a lot of this. And again, I love social media. I think it's great. It's an amazing tool. It's allowed me to build a business that reaches almost every country basically at this point and work with people all over the planet. And without it, I won't be able to do it. And you guys won't be able to hear me. But on the same note, man, it, it can put you in a real bad headspace. And if you're the type of person who knows when they read news articles and then clicks and scrolls through the comments, or if you have friends or family members, honestly, maybe it's a, a brother or sister or mom or dad who's feeding your head full of fear and shit, maybe you got to put them on mute too. At least for now when it comes to this or set some boundaries about what you can talk about because the truth is, is 
if you want to look for the negative, if you want to look for depressing stuff, you can always find it. It's always there. There's always things to be scared of. There's always things to be nervous about. There's always things that can make you feel like shit if you look for them. And what happens is people who are in camp one are always going to look for more people who will justify or solidify or back their opinion about being in camp one. And if you're in camp two and you go look hard enough, you'll find people who are going to support you for your belief system in camp two. I tend to try to live in the middle and live in reality. And I don't speak with people who only justify my opinion and make me feel good about the choices I make. I try to get a nice, well-rounded approach with everything. The problem is I think a lot of the the stuff being shared in the world is just geared towards one thing. And uh, I'm not a fan of that. So I tend to gravitate towards things that put me in a good headspace. And all the shows I mentioned definitely will do that. Even the ones that might have some a little bit more drama and be a little bit more serious. They're not so sad that they're going to make you, uh, you know, depressed and sit and cry in your house. So especially if you check out things like uh, The Office or uh, Parks and Recs or Seinfeld or like, you know, Chappelle show, uh, they might be inappropriate. They might say some things that are, uh, you know, offensive in nature. But man, uh, I can promise you, you guys will surely get a good laugh out of it. If you want to get lost in something a little bit more serious, check out anything else I mentioned. And if you guys have any suggestions for me, like, Jeremy, you got to watch this. This is epic. This is a great show. You're missing out. Feel free to send it to me. And again, like I said, I, I don't have nearly as much free time as I, as I once did. But if something is good enough and I can get my wife on board and we can dig in and watch, you know, an hour or something every couple of days, uh, I for surely will do it. And if I get hooked to it, then obviously I'll probably dig in a little bit deeper as long as it doesn't affect my sleep or my ability to give back to you guys and help you uh, any way possible. So I appreciate you guys, like always, and I, I truly do hope you have an amazing 4th of July weekend, no matter when you're listening to this or anytime you're hearing this. I, I truly wish the best for all of you. And if you can't be with your friends or family in the moment, send them a text, shoot them a message. I promise you, you know, it can not only change their day, but the the reciprocating factor of you guys exchanging and having a dialogue, it can put all of you in a, in a better mood moving forward. So I thank you guys for the support and for listening. And uh, if you have any questions on anything, please, you know, feel free to shoot me a message, hit me up. And if I can speak on a topic, I'm happy to record it. And if you find yourself right now, with a couple free minutes and you're listening on iTunes on your iPhone, go to your podcast app, scroll your finger all the way down to the ratings and reviews, click that five-star button, drop me a comment or two. I truly would appreciate it. If you happen to be on an iPad or your MacBook right now, go to the iTunes icon, click ratings and reviews, hit that five-star, leave me a couple sentences. I would appreciate it. And as always, you guys, anytime you share this podcast on Instagram or Facebook or any other outlet, shoot me a tag. I appreciate it. And uh, I thank you guys. And I wish you an amazing 4th of July. And now it's time for me to head home, play with my dog, maybe have a burger, some fries, maybe even a beer. Who knows? We'll go crazy since uh, my normal 4th of July is filled with a shit ton of beer and pizza and donuts. And since all that's not happening... We'll do the best I can with uh, with what I got today. So, again, I appreciate you guys. Stay safe. Stay sweaty. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please... 
Keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.